This is our number two of the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Each and every week, we do three hours, Sunday nights, to 22 different stations around this formerly great nation of ours. And we look at the news, the events of our lives. We do so in an entertaining, informative, and unique fashion. And at least once a week, we take a look at the race for the White House 2016. And that's what we're going to do in this particular hour because, among other things, a Democratic presidential debate just ended. That's right, on a Sunday night, Hillary Clinton, (laughs) Bernie Sanders, and, oh, yeah, by the way, Martin O'Malley. I can't uh, believe he's still there. Way to hang in. (laughs) They just finished their debate. And um, what's interesting about this is that in the last couple of weeks, things have gotten a lot tighter suddenly and without a lot of logic behind it. Of course, it's the it's the the left side of the political equation. So there's inherently less logic. But I digress. (laughs) So in the last couple of weeks, it has become very clear that Hillary is at least in trouble in Iowa and New Hampshire. Now, that doesn't mean that she's in trouble necessarily for winning the nomination, but several polls have indicated she is likely to lose New Hampshire and could theoretically lose Iowa. And nationally, her lead, which was once enormous, has shrunk to almost nothing. Now, that's right. Now, again, to be clear, that doesn't mean. Bernie Sanders is going to be the nominee. There's a long way to go, because even if he were to shock her in Iowa, which I think is probably about a 30 percent chance and beat her in New Hampshire, which I think is probably about an 80 percent chance that he'll beat her in New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. Even if that happens, she does have a huge firewall in the southeast, especially and then South Carolina, which is where they are doing the debate tonight, is a huge part of that because. Bernie Sanders has no traction with the black vote. And the black vote, unfortunately, has been monolithic in almost every element of politics in in the last generation. And basically what happened in 2008 was the black vote shifted from Hillary over to Barack Obama. And that's why Barack Obama ended up beating her, even though she got slightly more votes in 2008. If she holds on to the black vote and... The Democratic establishment and her core voters, which there's no reason to believe that she wouldn't at this point, if she does that, she would eventually win the nomination, um, even if she lost Iowa and New Hampshire, because there are no black voters in Iowa and New Hampshire. So that's nearly not that big of a factor. That being said, they have a debate tonight. And so, mm-hmm. you know, Hillary at least has to be careful. And the, and the most important element of this long term is that because she's in the middle of a contest now, now she has to really cater to the far left. You know, if if she didn't have Sanders biting at her very thick ankles, then she she could just ignore him and she could start running for the general election. She can't do that now. So she's got to pander hard. And boy, oh, did, and she's doing a good job at it. Boy, did they pander hard. So let's let's play a couple. <laughs> and, and of course, that's what Democrats do anyway. But. But when you when you're Hillary and you don't want to go through the same nightmare you went through in 2008 and you're you know, now all of a sudden he's breathing down your neck, you're going to pander as much as you possibly can. So um, I guess one of the first questions that was asked was about what you would do in your first hundred days in office. Why don't we start with Bernie Sanders 
And okay. uh, and what what did Bernie Sanders say that he would do in his first hundred days in office? So what my first days are about is bringing America America together to end the decline of the middle class, to tell the wealthiest people in this country that yes, they are going to start paying their fair share of taxes. Yes, Leah, because nothing brings Americans together. Like, like the, dividing us. So like dividing by us class. along by class and <laughs> economics. That's right. That's that's the kumbaya. Let's bring us all together by soaking the rich and and creating class warfare. That's just fantastic. Great idea, uh, Bernie Sanders. But see, in in their worlds, they don't even they don't even think about it in that way. I mean, it Mm-mm. it it's doesn't even register to them. Uh, now, how about Hillary? What did Hillary? I'm sure she had a very measured, non-pandering response to what she would do in her first hundred days in office. I would work quickly to present to the Congress my plans for creating more good jobs in manufacturing, infrastructure, clean and renewable energy, raising the minimum wage, and guaranteeing, finally, equal pay for women's work. Oh, that's that it. Okay. Um, well, why don't you're at it? Why don't we just take pumpkins and turn them into carriages and bring everybody <laughs> to the ball in glass <laughs> slippers? Because that's the fairy tale. I mean, that is as much of a fairy tale as you're possibly ever going to get. But that's the liberal fairy tale. The fairy tale is if by magic, by magic, we can create jobs where there aren't any. We're not going to tell which, you. Which that doesn't work. Okay, the government doesn't create jobs. Stop it. Not only don't they do it, but she's what I love is she doesn't even have to pretend to tell you how it would happen. She no, can, no one will ever ask her, no, but you, everyone else, the Republicans, we need specifics. No, she can just say, no, no, we're going to create manufacturing jobs. Well, how? Oh, okay, great. But how, where, what? what and and, and it's magic. It's fairy tale. It's, it is not realistic. I mean, especially when you're not even going to give us an explanation for how you're going to do it. Not to mention all those other elements, them raising the minimum wage. Infrastructure, you know. Well, infrastructure they can do because they can spend money. And that's about the only thing that's remotely in the realm of, of, of realism. The idea that we're finally going to uh, you know, eliminate the the wage gap for women, which of course is a bogus concept to begin with. I mean, I don't believe that there is a wage gap. Uh, I think when you look deeper into the numbers, there's if, if it exists at all, it might even actually be in the other direction. But that's politically incorrect, so you're not allowed to say that. I mean, there's perfectly valid reasons for why women do not make as much money as men. It has nothing to do necessarily with gender discrimination or sexism. Uh, but this is this is all parts of the of the mythology that liberals would like you to believe in because that's how they can get elected because if you need them, then you'll vote for them. And that's this is what it's all about. I mean, it has nothing to do with reality. It has nothing to do with making the country better. And it's all a laundry list of of just wishes. Just let's just wish this happens. And if I say it's true, it might be true. And that's all that matters because it's my intention. Well, intention and there's no is way to be matters. held accountable for that. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's just no way to be held accountable. No, so you, no, you say cannot, whatever you want. You can say whatever. That's the greatest advantage the Democrats always have. And they have it be, for two reasons. One, because obviously the media will never call them on it because the media is in the bag for them. But but two, the the other element of this is to their advantage is it goes to the liberal philosophy, which is that because no one cares, no one's going to call you on how much it costs. Therefore, you can just say it. 
And, right. and, and because it's coming from government, it's like it's free. So so therefore, I mean, re- Republicans are in an inherent disadvantage at all times because anything that they propose, they got to show exactly how they're going to. To come up with the money to to pay for it, and it can't increase the deficit. And I mean, they couldn't even hold Benghazi hearings because of how much money it was costing. Right? Yeah, insane. Um, (laughs) All right. So, uh, but so Hillary is, uh, you know, running for pandering in chief uh, right now, and you know she did a very good job there uh, because that's what liberals want to hear. That's exactly what liberals want to hear. What she gave them. When we come back, we'll play a little bit more from the Democratic debate and, of course, move on to the Republican debate this week. A lot going on on the John and Leah show on this, the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. This is the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. This is our weekly look at the race for the White House 2016, which tonight had a Democratic presidential debate, which just ended about uh, 20 minutes ago. So we're reviewing some of that. It went pretty much as you might have expected with Hillary Clinton now a little bit panicked about the fact that Bernie Sanders is breathing down her neck and visions of what happened to her in 2008, I'm sure, haunting her. You mean when she got schlonged? Right, right, right. She doesn't want to get schlonged again, so <laughs> so she's, she's trying to beat off, instead of uh, beating off Barack Obama this time, she's trying to beat off Bernie Sanders. Well, that, boy, that didn't sound right, um, <laughs> but... But I digress. It's after 10. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, so it's the, we've already gone through some of <clears throat> some of the pandering yeah. that some of the pandering that occurred during the uh, the debate. But also, the, uh, as I mentioned, Leah, for Hillary, it, it's very important. This was an important debate because the only way she loses here is if the black vote abandons her. And this is a, a debate that occurred in South Carolina. Obviously, the the shootings that occurred there apparently occurred like right around the block from from the venue. Obviously, tomorrow is Martin Luther King Day, so mm-hmm. the race issue is. I mean, Hillary is not going to let there be a a microscopic amount of light between her and the black vote, uh, because that is it. That is that is her that is her firewall. That is her ticket to the nomination. If she were to lose that, she's done. If she doesn't lose, if she does not lose the black vote, if the black vote stays monolithic as it usually does and stays with her, then she's golden. It might take a while. It might be ugly, but she'll win it. And that's all that matters. Well, you know, history's only going to record who the nominee was. And, you know, if hell, where the Republicans are going, the Democratic nomination, if she, if she gets it, is going to be very valuable. So um, she, she's in, in the just win baby mode, just win. And so let's. Oh, yeah, that was in full effect tonight. Let, let's hear a little bit about uh, what she had to say about uh, the race issue. Okay. One out of three African-American men may well end up going to prison. That's the statistic. 
I want people here to think what we would be doing if it was one out of three white men. Hmm. What would hmm. we be doing if it was one out of three white men? Hmm. Um, hmm. Hmm. Uh, my guess is that we would probably be blaming white men. That's what yes, my guess. Yes, we would be. Wouldn't we? I mean, if, if by magic there was, you know, somehow the world changed so much that one out of three white men were, were going to prison. And I, I don't know what statistics she's using, so I'm not going to argue over the statistics right now. But okay, fine, whatever. If that was the case, we would have a national conversation about why white men aren't obeying the law. Exactly. That's what would happen. That's what would happen, Hillary. Mm-hmm. But we don't have that conversation about black men. Instead, we try to make excuses. Right? Now, granted, it's victim victims is is what that's about. Right now, of course. See now, immediately, ninety nine percent of people that don't have talk show hosts like we do, or talk shows like we do, are going to be terrified to even broach this subject because you're immediately going to sound racist because john after all aren't there some criminal uh in you know charges that are illegitimate against black men i'm sure there are just like i'm sure there are against white people are there disadvantages to black people in the judicial system absolutely but they almost all have to do with economics they don't have to do with race in my opinion and but what's more damaging than anything is this culture that has overtaken the left now where we because we've got a problem that's embarrassing and makes us feel uncomfortable we need to make excuses for those who are causing the problem right so that it's so instead of solving it we're going to pretend that something else is causing it and it must exactly. be some sort of societal racism that is causing these crazy statistics among crime and black men. It's not the black men. It can't possibly now, be the black men, right? Well, you know, basically it's the white Republicans. We know that. I mean, that's inherent. <laughs> that's that's inherent. what it is. We just haven't gotten around to exactly how it's the white guy's fault, but um, at some level it is. It is. Well, I mean, actually, we have gotten around to it this in the last you know, 12, 18 months. It's called the, the white cop. I mean, oh, that, that's right. That's right. You're right. It's mm-hmm. the white cop's fault. I mean, that's basically what we've determined now. It's but what the, if the white cop is actually black? See, that's the problem, that, and it, it's, it doesn't make any difference because, you know, a cop is inherently white. Well, because they're either, they're either they're inherently white and are an Uncle Tom or they're working for a white guy or, True. or you know, in some way, shape or form, it's the white culture of law enforcement that has forced the black guy to be racist against blacks. I mean, it's this is insane. I mean, it's it's, it's just flat out ridiculous. And it's <laughs> it, it is it is a shame. I mean, it's racist what it is. That's what the that's what the greatest crime of this is. There's the political element, which is somewhat humorous, but there's the human crime here, which is that because Democrats are afraid to call it like it is, black people suffer. That's what yeah, really happens. It's true. Black people suffer because of this because no one wants to actually have the balls to solve any of the problems. And Hillary certainly ain't going to do it, especially not when she needs the black vote as desperately as she does uh, against Bernie Sanders. When we come back, we'll continue our look at uh, the race of the White House 2016. We'll move over to the Republican side on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network.
Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is www.freespeechbroadcasting.com. You can check out each and every one of the 22 radio stations across this formerly great nation of ours, which broadcast this program each and every Sunday night. Check out all of our past podcasts as well. Easy to listen to at www.freespeechbroadcasting.com. By the way, also at the website, uh, you can check out uh, the official John and Leah show odds made by yours truly uh, for both the uh, GOP nomination as well as who's going to be the next president of the United States. And before we move on to what's going on on the GOP side, Leah, uh, one last thought on Hillary Clinton and the Democratic side, because they're obviously directly related You know, the big theme tonight from Hillary Clinton was not just to embrace the black vote specifically, but to embrace Barack Obama in general. Of course. And and, and those are obviously, you know, that's why. I mean, she she knows that there's really only one way she loses this thing is if somehow Barack Obama abandons her. um, And and obviously then, you you know, she, she would lose the black vote, among other things. Uh, and I guess the second way she would lose it is potentially is if she got indicted, although I'm not sure that that would necessarily make much difference to Democrats. Um, but here's the, the important part of this. I see this all the time among conservatives, especially on Twitter and Facebook. Oh, we don't have to worry about beating Hillary because she's going to get indicted. You know, even Jeb Bush, you know, made a lame joke about, you know, she's going to be from the White House to the courthouse if she's elected and blah, blah, blah. Well, they have to press charges. Well, but you see, this is what's so absurd about the whole thing, is that if that was going to happen, which it's not, Barack Obama would know it. Okay? So, so I love this theory. I mean, let's, let's just use our brains here for a moment, people. Seriously, use your brains. So you have to come up with a theory that makes some semblance of sense for Hillary Clinton to get indicted. So... Barack Obama would know, right? Because it's his administration. Well, he finds so, out stuff on the news, though. So. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, so, see. So okay. That's one theory, I guess, is that the president of the United States is somehow <laughs> completely out of the loop on whether or not his former Secretary of State and the Democratic frontrunner for presidency to take over his job is going to get indicted. That, Maybe I don't it's believe. Total set up from him. I, Maybe he wants Bernie. Bernie would continue doing what he's doing more okay. than Clinton. All right. Seriously? Yeah. Okay. Right, but if that was the case, all right. So so your so your theory here is so so the <laughs> No, I'm just throwing out suggestions. Okay. Well, I can see it. I can see it. No. It, it, it makes absolutely no sense for for so if if she was going to get indicted Obama would know it, and he would not allow this situation to occur where it was either going to be her or a socialist nut job named Bernie Sanders when his buddy Joe, a guy who he clearly has personal affection for, right? I mean, think about it just from human standpoint. Well, but they keep trotting him out now. All of a but, sudden, he's making more you know, public he, it's appearances. It's too late. It's too late. He can't get on the ballots. So... I mean, just from a human standpoint, you would have to think that Barack Obama is a a sociopath of unprecedented proportions to have Joe Biden, his buddy, not be told, hey, Joe, you might want to get in this race because things are going to happen 
Joe takes decides to take a pass, and then Hillary gets indicted, opening the way for for socialist nut job Bernie Sanders. That just is insane. That's absurd. Though it is it is utterly ridiculous. Now, listen, ridiculous. She, she could get indicted and he could pardon her. No, please stop. Can we please get back to the rational world? I mean, this, this is absurdity. It it's, could happen. No, it cannot. They're not it, done with the investigation uh, yet. Oh, my God. All right. This is what we're having to deal with on the Republican side. <laughs> I mean, this, seriously, this is causing a, a humongous problem on the Republican side because so many people like you, Leah, good people, actually think, well, gee, she might get indicted so we can have whatever temper tantrum and whatever party we want to have on now, the right. I, I don't believe that. I believe she's not that great of a candidate. She's a terrible candidate. As I, time goes on, she's getting worse and uh, worse and worse and worse. Uh, well, having Bernie Sanders nipping at her fat ankles is, is not helping because she has to pander really, really hard to the and far left. And she's horrible at it. Well, I don't think she's quite as bad as you think. But I, look, I'm the first to acknowledge she's a terrible, terrible, horrible candidate. That doesn't mean she can't win. So let's let's move to the Republican side because there was a Republican debate this week. And there were some interesting things that happened, although I'm not sure that they necessarily changed very much. Mm-mm. Much of the focus was on the two front runners. I can't believe we're saying this, Donald Trump and Ted Cruz. But tell us some of the details of what happened this week. Right. Well, you're you're pretty close here. Another GOP debate is in the books. It's clear it is a three-man race. Uh, Donald Trump, Ted Cruz, and Marco Rubio were clearly the standouts on the stage. Uh, the bromance, though, between Ted Cruz and Donald Trump is over. Donald Trump is back on his birther issue, but this time the target is Senator Ted Cruz, who actually was asked about his eligibility to be president at the debate. At the end of the day, the legal issue is quite straightforward, but I would note that the birther theories that Donald has been relying on, some of the more extreme ones insist that you must not only be born on U.S. soil, but have two parents born on U.S. soil under that theory, not only would I be disqualified, Marco Rubio would be disqualified, Bobby Jindal would be disqualified, and interestingly enough, Donald J. Trump would be disqualified. Because, because Donald's mother was born in Scotland, she was naturalized. Now, Donald, but on, I the was issue, born here. on the issue of citizenship, Donald, big difference. on the issue of citizenship, Donald, I'm not going to use your mother's birth against you okay, <laughs> because it wouldn't work. Now, the clear winner in this debate is difficult to say. Different polls. It's like 50 50, uh, either Donald Trump or Ted Cruz. But Senator Marco Rubio scored a lot of points with a takedown of Governor Chris Christie who uh, responded with half-truths about what Marco Rubio said. So there you go. All right. Uh, well, let's deal with Rubio Christie first real quick. I mean, I I really have disdain for Chris Christie. I mean, yeah. I, I, he makes my skin crawl, and it's not just the Obama hug or the Jerry Jones <laughs> jiggle, which didn't help at all. Um, but this he is causing a problem, though, for Rubio. He really is. Because he's blocking him to a certain degree in New Hampshire, as is Jeb Bush. The, the, the longer that Jeb Bush and Chris Christie and Kasich 
stay uh. in the race, the, the harder time for Rubio to to get that uh, establishment angle of the Republican Party to to rally behind him, which means good news for Donald Trump and good news for Ted Cruz. So Christie is effectively doing Trump's work for him, as, by the way, is Jeb Bush. But, um, you know, I, I thought Rubio was fine, as he always is. He's by far the best performer of any of the debaters. And, you know, and Christie lied like crazy in response. I mean, it was right. it was, that was the first thing that most people were talking about afterwards, too. I mean, absolute lies by Christie. I mean, he's just I mean, the, the, the gun control thing, total lie. I mean, Rubio was a check uh, to Planned Parenthood. Yeah. I mean, lie. I mean, it just it just lies. And and yeah. and we now live in a world where, you know, if you just deny it and the media gives up on it, your followers are going to go. Well, I just don't believe it. I mean, that's. I, but fortunately, Christie doesn't have many followers, so I, 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 I don't think I don't think even though there's still people like George Will out there saying, look out for Chris Christie. I, I don't <laughs> uh, I don't believe that we're going to see a, a Chris Christie charge unless and until Donald Trump falls apart. See, because that that's what Christie has to be banking on. Christie is trying this to make is not happening. Well, but it theoretically could. I mean, I don't I don't agree it will, but it the, the theory is is somewhat sound. And, and the Christie theory is this. If Trump falls apart, his people are going to be looking for someone like him. Then, but you know, the, that's not Chris Christie. I, I understand that. I'm telling you what his theory is. OK. And, mm, and, and, okay. and why it could theoretically work. But his main role in all this right now is blocking Marco Rubio, which is a problem if you want to beat Hillary Clinton. All right, now when we come back, I want to get into this Ted Cruz, uh, Donald Trump birther thing, and I'm sure that Leah and I are going to probably get in an argument, so you want to hang around and listen to this on the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. listening to the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. This is our weekly look at the race for the White House 2016. We've turned now to the Republican side and obviously most of the news in the Republican debate this week occurred between the two frontrunners, Donald Trump and Ted Cruz. Now, as for backdrop here, you know, my view of Donald Trump is exceedingly complex. Um, I like the guy personally. Uh, I wish that he could beat Hillary Clinton. If I believed he was a reliable conservative and I thought he could beat Hillary, I'd be all on board because I love him on political correctness. I love him on hating the news media. Uh, I think he's hilarious. And uh, he's also done a lot of really smart things politically during this whole process. Uh, However, I I am still in the camp that he would be a decided, decided underdog against Hillary Clinton. And that's why I have great hesitancy about where the Republican Party is headed with this. As far as Ted Cruz is concerned, and this is where uh, where, uh, Leah Brandon and I, I'm sure, are going to part ways, because I know that, Leah, you have great affection for Ted Cruz. And I I think it's fine that he's he's a good senator. I'm glad he's a senator. He belongs in the U.S. Senate. He wants to cause. Why? Why do you say that? Why do I say what? Why do you say he belongs in the Senate? I mean, you have no power in the Senate. Well, he's got great ideas. Okay. He can take 
all of his great ideas mm-hmm. and put it in the place of power. Why just stay in the Senate where Be- you've got zero? Well, here's why I like him. <laughs> I like him in the Senate is because he's a guy who is willing to do things no one else will do, mostly because it, he thinks it'll help his own personal career. But OK, fine. Uh, you know, if he wants to make speeches and do filibusters and that kind of stuff and, and, and make a point of of being the, the hardcore conservative. There's a place in the U.S. Senate for that. He nah. is he is not going to be president, Leah. Okay, let's let's be, make this very well. I don't clear. know. General election oh, matchup. He beats Hillary okay. Clinton. Uh, let me explain that. Okay, and this is oh, really okay. this is really okay. important. This is really important, Leah. Okay, this is he, not. He's, a, he's tied with Rubio. Uh, let me finish. Okay, or let me even start. Here's why. The, you're right. His elect, general election numbers are basically the same as Marco Rubio's against Hillary's. Slightly less, give or take. They're all in the same ballpark, okay? But here's why. The average person who decides a presidential election, you know, the middle third, you, you know who I'm talking about. Right. They have no idea who Ted Cruz is. They have no idea. All they know at best is he's a senator they think maybe he's from Texas, but now they, they he's been they've learned he's might have been born in Canada or something. That's all they know. If he were to be the nominee, the number one, the number two, and the number three thing that the news media and Hillary Clinton would make sure they know is that he's the guy who personally, single-handedly shut down the government while doing Dr. Seuss on the floor of the Senate. For no gain. That's it. That is a game, set, match for the stupid people, uh, Leah. We live in a world where almost 50% of the of the voting population relies on the government in some way, shape, or form. And well over 50% either have family members uh, or friends who rely on the government. They are going to hang that around Ted Cruz's neck like a noose. It is not explainable because average stupid people can understand it. And they will destroy him with that. And it will and the reason why it won't come up until then is because in a Republican primary, it's actually a fairly popular concept. The concept of shutting down the government. So Cruz is benefiting from this weird world we live in now where you're not even allowed to talk about the number one issue that would destroy him in a heartbeat in a general election. Do you do you understand what I'm saying here? I I don't believe it, though. I, I, I get your point, but I don't believe it. Look, everyone's looking for an outsider. Everyone. Everyone. No, 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 because here's what they're going to do. They're going to hang, you know, Marco Rubio doesn't have a shot because of the Gang of Eight. Everyone knows he wants open borders. Uh, Leah, you're delusional if you think. Okay. You're delusional if you think that the person who, who determines who wins a presidential election gives a rat's ass about something that never even happened with regard to the Gang of Eight, which where they probably agree with Rubio on in comparison to what they're going to be able to demagogue Ted Cruz as he was a U.S. senator and he single-handedly shut down the U.S. government. Can you imagine if he's president and he gets to do it whenever he wants to do it, when he has real power? He's a maniac. Look out! You're Hang on to your welfare checks! That's going to, and that will work because these people are. 
right. So that's that's the basic premise of why Ted Cruz cannot be president, and it's not debatable. But let's go back to the debate, okay? Because this this bugs me about Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is a very smart guy. But he... Well, I have to tell you, all three were entertaining. I'm Uh, sorry. No way could you watch that debate and not just laughed at how smart and quick they were. Okay. You know? But Cruz is not as smart as he thinks he is. No, he's smart. He's got a lot of Barack Obama in him. He's a narcissist who is, is very proud of his intellect and is not as smart as he thinks he is. And his answer on the birther thing really pissed me off because either he's a liar or he's an idiot. I don't think he's an idiot. So he's just flat out a liar. He did several things on this birther thing. And let me make it clear on on the Canadian deal. I don't know whether or not he's eligible. Frankly, I don't think anybody knows if he's eligible. I don't either. Because it's never been truly tested, okay? But it's a legitimate issue. It is not, as Cruz tries to pretend, some sort of non- Issue. There are very serious people who are experts who look at this and go, uh, actually, Ted, you're not eligible. Now, we don't know because it's never been fully tested. I actually agree with with Donald Trump. Get it figured out because this is far too important. Well, there's already a lawsuit now. Okay, but but Trump is right that it is a legitimate issue. So the first thing where Cruz is wrong is to pretend that this is trivial. It is not trivial. Well, it's not like he hasn't argued in front of the Supreme Court well, 70 times. Okay, but I see, think he probably knows. Well, but see, this is why I'm pissed off, Leah, because if he's really... See, you can't hang your hat on, I've been in front of the U.S. Supreme Court however many times, and then give that ridiculous, absurd, insulting uh, answer that he gave in the debate where he tries to pretend that there are serious people who believe that you have to have both parents born in America to be eligible to be president. Nobody now, believes that. That was the second Nobody part. believes that. Nobody. That wasn't his first argument. No, and by the no, way, no, no, don't Leah, even think for Leah, a second that no, nobody believes that. The no, idiots and the imbeciles no, believe it. No, 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 no. He was trying, he tried to pretend that that was a legitimate argument and that he will not use it against Donald Trump because his mother was born in Scotland. That was <laughs> bull crap. That was bull well, crap. Look, that was and, theater. And, and if he if he had done that in front of the US Supreme Court he would have been laughed out of town, and rightfully so. But that so. wasn't his main argument, John. Did you see? What was the, it? What did was you see the debate? Argument? What was his main argument? His, his main... main argument was he he explained from A to B. That was C. No, 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 no. Because let's go back. Because you didn't play it. I asked you to. You didn't. I don't know if it was a miscommunication or whatever. Oh, I've got okay. the whole thing. Let's go. No, no, no. Well, we're, up, we're up against the hour here. He, I got the go, whole thing. No, no. He, he compared. He he. First thing he does was. Pretends this is trivial, which is false. It's not trivial. Second thing he does is he compares himself to John McCain. That is a flat-out flipping lie. He is not John McCain. John McCain was born in Panama because his father was in the U.S. military. He is, no. That is to compare himself okay, to John McCain. Okay, you need to calm down. No, that is a lie. He covered it That is a lie. 
that is a lie for Ted Cruz to try to claim that his birth is like John McCain's birth. He it didn't claim not. that. Yes, he did. He did Th- not. Yes, he did. He Why? said anyone born abroad to a citizen, for instance, mm-hmm. if you're in the armed services. But, he right, went through specifics. Not, has, John, he didn't irrele- say, I'm John McCain. That's, well, then what relevance does it have, Leah? If because it, if, if he's he explaining no, 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 everything. No, no, no. It's either irrelevant or it's a lie. Because no, it's it, perfect. It, there is no analogy between him and John McCain. His, yeah, and you got it all confused. No, I do not have it confused at you all. You do. No, Leah, he is a lying sleazebag. <laughs> Ted Cruz is a bad person. He's not. And that's He's why brilliant. no one likes him, Leah. And he has no, no, no one chance. likes him because he, he doesn't play no, the game. He has, oh, you are so full of crap. You are wrong on, you are so wrong on this. Hour number three coming up next on the John and Leah Show.